0: Let's go. What's up,
1: everybody? Welcome back to Binge Town TV and our new favorite day of the week, Wheel of Time. Wheel of Time Thursdays, I guess. Yeah, yeah. We have Thursday night football. Wheel of Time comes out. We get to record Wheel of Time. We get to talk about Wheel of Time. This is the best. So this is episode six, Eyes Without Pity. So very quickly before we get into the episode. I made a little jokey joke at the start of the last episode about how people who only listen should step their game up and comment. And it feels like people definitely listened because the YouTube comments like doubled Amazing. for episode five, which was awesome. We were on vacation like the whole weekend and we were just getting drunk and laughing about all of the takes people had and, and it was a good time. I was hung over for like two days, so it took me forever to get to them. But thank you for doing them. Keep them coming. The discussion has been very fun. So shout out to everybody that is getting involved in it. and. Classic Town Housekeeping, we cover this show in buckets. So this episode was really testing that structure of the episode. Everyone's kind of flying around, intersecting. So we're going to take Land's initial little scene, we'll take Leandron and Lanfear's initial little scene, and then we'll do kind of loosely Rand and Kyrian, and then we'll do Fom and Phalm will break down into sub-buckets themselves into kind of all of the Nineveh and lane stuff. We'll take it once. We'll end with the emotional beatdown that was Egwene's storyline And then hopefully we're not crying at the end and we'll get the sign off. So I know Luke wants to say some things. So I'll let him speak now.
0: Usually I just save my thoughts for whenever the buckets are popping up. But but because like Kyle said, this episode's all over the place. I want to get these out. They're my pretty much solidified opinions about some things that I've been toying back and forth with. I've been hyperbolic about Lanfear. But I am officially off the rails with my hype train. Like in terms of how great of a character I think she is. Where... I might have even joked about it last week that I said she passed Ishi. She is definitely my favorite dark friend of the show. Um, I'm just all in, and just to to back up me being not biased, like I'm not biased towards loving her because my relationship with Lampier in the books was like love hate. She wasn't like my favorite. I think the show she has just been pure love, and then also like in terms of her being from Peaky Blinders, that wasn't my favorite character from Natasha either. So it's not like I'm just like a fanboy of her. I think she is. How? In what way? Like I'm just I'm explaining. Like I she wasn't my favorite from Off Piki. pod, he's a fanboy. Well, <laughs> now, fanboy. literally, yeah, because yeah. of this performance for sure, I just wanted to put that out there. I think she has been a blessing to this show, and I'm really happy we're gonna have her for a while. That was point one. Point two is the Sean Chen are starting to lay the foundation for becoming one of my favorite fantasy factions of all time. I'm not saying they're there, but like the things that we have seen already, the emotions they have made me feel specifically after this episode, they're up there, man. They aesthetically look amazing. And just the amazing nuance that they're representing in the show of how they are the most evil bastards alive, like with how they treated Egwene and what they do to women who can channel. But at the same time, if you're a regular regular person, they keep emphasizing, like, they're kind of good rulers. So, like, that nuance, I think, is coming across really well. And just the level of tension anytime we're talking about Damane, it's amazing. So, like, those two points aside, I'm at the opinion in Wheel of Time now where I'm no longer looking for the show to convince me that this is a good show i'm back on the side of convince me this is not a really good show and that took probably until this span of episode four five and six that i think have been amazing this is the highest rated on imdb as of now that'll probably come down a little bit but i'm just looking at the ratings and it's like i think we're there man like i know dave always says the s tier show but we're getting close to where i'm just ecstatic to watch this stuff and um yeah i just wanted to put all that out there right off the top because i'm just so happy that we get to talk about these episodes and i love it as much as i do even as a book reader so
2: you're totally right about lanfear whenever she comes on the screen i'm like everybody shut up Mm -hmm. lanfear's talking like she's here she commands the room she's such a great addition like you're saying i just i it feels amazing like in season one i think we talked about this a little bit earlier you know it would be a parent and a gwayne storyline away the leaf and it like their storyline would pop up on the episode and you're like eh, whatever But like now it's every character has got something awesome going on. Mm -hmm. They got something interesting that adds to most likely somebody else's storyline that they're not showing, but everything's connected. So it's great. I really love it. You know, we're already getting some of the little seeds they planted in season one, in season two. So, you know, thinking long term, the little details that they're hiding could be really, really good. And it seems like they're paying a lot of attention. So, yeah, I agree that this is probably my favorite day of the week. I Like you're saying, just yeah. <laughs> Wheel of Time Day.
3: I guess the only spit take I'll have is like this was by far the most uncomfortable episode Facts. of Wheel of Time. And it's not even close. Like the pain I felt during this episode was reminiscent of when Ramsey Bolton was like literally torturing Reek. That kind of pain that I was feeling in my body, just so uncomfortable watching mm-hmm. this show. This is the first point we've ever gotten that in Wheel of Time. And it's I love seeing how far how dark we can get in this show. Mm-hmm. Facts, facts. facts fact. Week
2: <laughs> such a mouth yeah,
1: she broke.
3: So, broke so easy, I man. could have vomited watching those
1: scenes, man. <laughs> she she <laughs> did. So we will I'm going to call the slightest of slight audibles. We're going to take Leandrin and Lanfear scene before land scene. Just because we gave Lanfear so much love at the top only makes sense to roll into what was a fantastic Lanfear scene. So basically, Leandrin is back in, um, she's not at the White Tower, she's back in Tarvalon, the city, she's with her boy, and she's what uh, the most unwelcome visitor probably you could ever have, Landfair shows up on the doorstep, teaches her a couple lessons, and also uh, takes something away from
2: her. Yeah. yeah, this was an insane scene, like when Leandrin turned around and landfear was there, I was was like this is one of the coolest meetups like of duos and just the possible conversations we're gonna they were gonna have. I had two quotes. The first one, you know, the first one is free, try it again and I'll fillet you and feed you to your boy. Like that is just like the fireball she shot at her. I will fillet you and feed you to your boy. Jesus Christ. I love it. And then I at the very end when Lanfear is telling Leandrin, hey, like you swore your oaths to the Dark, not Ishi." She said, you swore your oaths; you can't take them back, but there are many paths to walk through the night, which I just, you know, I love that line. It really does sh- like kind of shed a light on, hey, yeah, you're team Dark, but it doesn't mean you have to like listen t- to, you know, Ishii. He's not like the one you have to follow. You just got to follow the Dark. So I don't know, because Ishii, I assume Ishii could just. Killer anytime he wanted to so i don't know i just love the uh the way she said it like there's many paths to walk through the night it's just really cool
0: it just keeps highlighting the inner politics of the dark side like of the forsaken and i i really like that when they're we talked about it last time they're not like a cohesive unit so it's good to see these types of like little game moves that they're playing amongst the dark friends
2: also a little bit of Leandrin's backstory about how she was beaten and starved and forced to marry before she even bled um so you know you were kind of close with your take paul i believe you said that
1: she was a victim of sexual assault and that's why she didn't like men
2: yeah yeah and you know explains the son and everything like that and it's such a complicated relationship between her and her son like yeah. it's so painful every time they see each other but like i i don't know this seems just wild because then landfear is just like don't worry i'll do it for you i'll take the pain away which yeah. was just. Like Leandrin wanted it because it would be a weight off her soldiers, but at the same time,
3: like that's her son. It's my boy. <laughs> Did they mention that he was already being saved by like the dark powers, or was she, he just reaching that point of
1: not specifically? Dying she just applied. has the comment. She has the comment, yeah, where she's kind of like, "That you were promised life. This isn't life." Type of deal.
3: So because I'm just imagining if she was married off once she was once she bled quote unquote she must have you know gotten pregnant not long after that so the son also must be you know hundreds ish oh, years old. old yeah
1: he's all old. i mean
3: i don't know if he's. i mean if leandrin's how old is leandrin i assume hundreds
2: yeah assume she had the kid before she became an isadai
3: yeah exactly before all of that so he's been yeah, around one
2: when
1: she was young it was before she bled which is funny that that's how they always talk about it in fantasy novels (laughs) yeah um (laughs) that point aside i just think he's old as dirt i don't know if they ever really give us an age she's older i believe than like moraine and
2: swan but i don't think she's like
1: hundreds plural years old
2: i don't know it kind of seems like what they were saying was she took the o's a while ago to the dark one to save him to keep him alive so he can't die or whatever but now he's so old that he can't die and he's just like barely alive So he could be like 110 or something like that. That's more like that. And he's just been bedridden for, you know, God knows how long.
1: Yeah, they're just extending his life for
2: literally no reason, basically. Mm -hmm. I
1: mean, beyond her, obviously, selfish reason for it, which is pretty much the point of the scene. I just really like the visual of channeling that's been killing it. I have multiple things written down about it, but it was just. Obviously, it's like very cruel and wild to watch, but she just like sucks the actual
3: air and like life and soul out of him, which is pretty wild. Leandrin's a wild card right now. I mean, her loyalty to the dark side, (laughs) the dark side is just was for the sun. But now that the sun is removed and she's lost her weakness, she's an absolute wild card. I think I don't know. But she
0: has oaths, so.
3: Yeah, I guess she does. She is kind of forcing that, but she worked her way out of the O's with the eyes to die. So who knows if she's able to double work her way out (laughs) yeah you guys love this double double agent theory so i guess it's technically still alive it's alive yeah
1: it has a beating heart (laughs) the double double agent theory unlike (laughs)
3: alludrin
1: yeah oh and good call yeah that was his name which is interesting we might meet a character with a similar name later which is pretty funny
3: which actually isn't surprising because a lot of these characters names just rhyme
1: believe that's the last of it for that scene so we're going to move to our second little tiny appetizer scene which is kind of also fear involved, is land and the trio, the green trio. They stop for the night at an old temple to the Forsaken, only for kind of the truth of the trio's interpretation of land having the letter coming to light, which I personally was surprised by. I did not think that they would interpret it that way. Um, I thought this was interesting. In the trailers, people were like, there's no fucking way they're going to fight land. Like there's no way like land would just kill them. And I just was shocked that they even showed that in the trailer. And I just thought the way this scene went was, was surprising to me.
3: I, I thought it was surprising as well. This is my boy land. So it's hard. I always want to defend him here, but tensions are just high. I mean, you can just feel it in the air. There's something in the air nowadays as the dark one gets stronger. People just get a little bit crankier. It feels like, and it was reassuring though seeing our boys kind of doubling down also on the being on the side of good so it was just it was a miscommunication obviously on both sides each side thought they were potentially dark friends and i'm glad they were at least i'm glad that land spilled the beans on everything cleared the air and was like okay i can trust you guys because i see your dedication to you thinking that i'm a dark friend basically Mm
2: -hmm. yeah the way you said lands my boy, so i wanted to defend him i got physically angered like (laughs) i was like you my face was scrunching when they were accusing him because that. I was like, you guys meditated together. You guys chopped wood together. Like, come on, bro. Like, don't come at him so hard. Just just ask him a question. So, uh, yeah, I I agree. Don't come at land like that. But I get why they did it because, you know, it is Amberland's seat. Like, if he's trying to go to, like, take her out, which is what I was getting, they were trying to do. Or they Mm -hmm. assumed Land was trying to do. So they're worried about that. And I was a little upset. Lan didn't want to walk into the tent where all the noise was. Um, I know. <laughs> could have had a Paul's sexiest scene. Yeah, like, the, what if uh, he while. walked in and it's just, like, the sounds that uh, she's making and then the other two are ready to ambush. And he's like, yeah, I thought we were about to party.
3: That would have been. Uh, yeah. He was fine. That would have been a twist was of Wait, What's the last time yeah. we got was Paul's sexiest scene. Was it literally, like, Alice in Borderland? Like, when Adisu and. <laughs>
2: Uh, probably it's yeah. been it's been a while oh nothing sexy anymore to me yeah we... <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i think <mean>, <laughs> it's more of a reflection of Paul than it is of the tv we're watching no nah, dude what's <laughs> your yeah. three was a letdown so, yeah, that's OG usually OG, where it would have
3: came out yoji <laughs> homies need a paul sexiest scene yeah. back
0: uh but let me jump in uh, for yeah. a second okay, um i agree with you paul i was getting aggressive in my notes for a second not understanding why they're about to attack yeah. land and then by the end of the conversation i was so anti-land like i was They were right. I just didn't understand in the moment because it was happening too fast. But then the second he says, like, we found the Dragon Reborn, that was an epic moment. Yeah,
1: it was crazy. I did not expect him to say that.
0: But I'm going to say a hot take here. And I just feel like season two Lan has been a little bit of a yawn fest for me. He has not really been my favorite screen time taker. (laughs) It's
2: like Yen in season two of The Witcher. It's like, dude, it's like you take away her magic. It's like, yeah, of course, she's gonna be sad and depressed. And every time she's on screen, it's not gonna be like, yay. And it's kind of yeah. like Lan and Moraine. And, and you know, we've been saying it because Moraine's been a lot of LVPs at the end of the episodes. We've said every time it's like, well, it's not really her fault. She's like in the shittiest situation mm-hmm. in these episodes. Yeah. I yeah, I mean, he's a beast. He's already been highlighted uh fighting some eyeless fades earlier. Um, but one other line that they had all the warders talking together was uh, Do you think the Forsaken know weaves that the Aes Sedai lost, like forgotten weaves, basically? And I was like, Yeah, I think they did. I think they know some weaves. I think they're pretty <laughs> powerful. So um, just really cool that that's how they talk about it. It's like not spells, it's weaves. It's just, I. I
0: and Loghain so- does it later in the episode too, which is cool saying how he taught himself yeah. all those weaves. And he's like, why would I give it to you? So it is a really cool way to talk about it. Yeah. Definitely. Language
1: matters, Paul. We know this. All right. So I think now we can move into the Rand slash Kyrian storyline slash Matt storyline, which we will get there, but he was a very welcome I am not necessarily say surprise, but addition because we didn't see him last episode. So the initial scene of this bucket is going to be our continuation of the last scene of last episode, which is Rand going to sleep in the Diamond Dread Manor, waking up on the wheel. And I was correct that it wasn't the opening of this episode. So I just say that to put a little feather in my own cap. But basically, Lambert confronts Rand about what his plan is, and they kind of spark this like delicate agreement before Rand wakes up. And leaves Moraine because the agreement was that he has to get the fuck away from Moraine. So lots of good quotes here. We were dying to know what was going to happen here. So we learned it, obviously, pretty quickly. Let's talk
3: about it. Sexiest dream, baby. Dude, Rand Dude, looks yeah. so fucking good strapped He's to that so way. Yeah, <laughs> he is ripped, I was man. Just, Holy shit.
2: His whole body could be a tech deck skate park with all the ramps <laughs> and ridges and like, it's
3: unbelievable. Wow. That's, yeah, just, that, that's that, sexy,
0: like, that sexy comment was about Rand, not landfear by the way. But, you know, she yeah. had it. It took <laughs> I mean, me about she's... a minute
3: for my ears to start working because my eyes were just so glued to Rand's body for like a, <laughs> a few minutes there. I was like, I can't not yeah. look at this man. He's yeah. just yoked. Love but, him. Yeah,
2: they're like alright Ryan you're gonna get tied up shirtless scene season 2 your choice and he's like yeah. well, obviously I'm gonna get ripped for it yeah you're um, in the gym a few mm-hmm. g- amazing drops here the fact that she was protecting him from Ishi mm-hmm. this whole time so cool because you know it kind of makes sense you know where has he been if he's trying to infiltrate this whole time Lanfisher just like hey get off my boy that was awesome and how they we're having a conversation and he said something like, I thought you would never turn. And she physically gets angry and is like, I thought that once too. And assuming that was loose back in the day, you know, she loved him, thought he would never turn. He turned to the quote unquote, I die." I don't know, because no, she turns bad about
1: herself. She yeah, ran, yeah. Okay. Rand is like, you know, Egwene and them will never turn to the dark side. And she was like, I thought the same kind of like about herself. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. That makes more I, sense because she I took was it the as one.
3: Like, okay, I took it as what you were saying, Paul, too, is I thought she was saying that because she loved Luz and then Luz left her for the other girl. I thought she was saying in that position, but that that is yeah. much better. I, I mean, either I guess, it's yeah, either that... I took
1: it that she was saying like he said I You know, they would never turn to the dark side. And she thought she would never personally turn to the dark side. And then obviously events happened and it pushed her that way, is her take on it. But what you said makes more sense.
3: It goes into what we were, what the quote you brought up earlier with her, like, you can, there's multiple paths to walk in the dark. And this kind of shows that with. Um, Lanfear kind of dismissing Ishi here on, you know, protecting Rand like that doesn't necessarily it doesn't really help the dark side because if wanted to get in there, he would. But Lanfear clearly ha- is protecting Rand here, and that is going against a little bit of the dark side
2: was cracking up because she's telling him how Moraine has been manipulating him these past few months as well. And Rand's like, all right, who should I get manipulated by? This sexy woman who's standing in front of me, or Moraine who's super rude and been really... It's like, all right, Lanfear. I guess I'll let you (laughs) manipulate me. And let's be honest
0: here—that Lanfear, besides having the baggage of the name Forsaken, hasn't necessarily done anything that's like pure evil towards the good yet, like on screen, anything like that, right? Like so, Rand specifically. She blew head. yeah but okay you're right on on screen's a bad word Besides as far as our characters know yeah so exactly, for rand yes. specifically um it's hard to read through my notes because half of them are about rand's body uh so i'm like <laughs> skipping through it but yeah all and, caps
1: but, baby rand is jacked and <laughs>
0: rand is fucking something hot. that we didn't point out <laughs> i kind of found this on social media so i don't even know how accurate it is because i couldn't even fully see it but if you guys saw um lanfear's amazing like outfit that she was wearing uh, that you can assume is from The last age when they were farther in the future, which why it was kind of like Hunger Games esque because they're like in the future of like what civilization would wear and the past Uh, and well yeah in the past sure people were saying that the head part of it which was like almost like a completed circle not like fully touching it was like white and black like it was supposed to represent Sidine and Sidar the male power and the female power kind of like perfectly split down the middle just cool little costume shout outs to the to the team because I know that they care so much about those there's a whole team built around making that look realistic and there was probably a lot of thought that went into it so i saw a lot of people praising their costume department yeah
2: we've been definitely shouting out the wardrobe department a bunch Mm -hmm. um these episodes because like you guys have been saying the different factions the different areas uh, of like the continents and you can just tell right away where they're from so really really good
1: I like her kind of planning that, maybe not necessarily planning the idea, but her like pointing out like, you know, you you think it's really a coincidence that you're in Kyrian, the only city that Moraine still holds sway in. The fact that Loghain's also there, like you just assumed that these were coincidences, like this is not what's going on. So I like the, the game that she's playing to obviously turn him against Moraine. Clearly it kind of works it's also really that that way in the books, basically. That Morand is—I mean, Moraine, Morand, Rand—is quite distrustful of Moraine, so that really worked for me. And I just love seeing her like reference lose Theron Talman to him. When Mm -hmm. she's like, you know, Luz did the same thing, pushing those away. He loved to protect them. Like, she kind of makes fun of his idea of faking his death, which was good. And then he gets a little aggressive and she goes, oh, I guess there is a little Luz in there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh,
2: talk dirty to me, girl.
1: I like when he says
0: Lanfear, too. I don't know. That did something for me. (laughs) Oh, she's like, oh, what happened to Celine?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) She's
1: great. Yeah, She's like, "What I
0: ever do Do to make you not trust me? He just looks at the
1: fact that he's at the wheel and she goes, (laughs) "Uh," and then just fucking flicks her fingers and all of them are free.
0: Her... Like mastery over the dream world is one of the coolest things that this show introduced. Especially with Paul already shouted out, like she was protecting him from Ishi, which makes so much sense. Like in hindsight, why was he not there every single night? He was closing his eyes, and it makes a lot of more sense now.
3: The flicking man, just so much flicks yeah. from everybody. It just <laughs> dishes it out to Ishi too. Oh, that was cool, um, ah, don't jump the gun. That's a great there scene. <laughs>
1: so the the back part of this is just the fact that Ram wakes up. Moraine's like, hey, baby, what's going on? And Rand tells him the condition of the deal. He's also a little upset at her. He basically says, I've stayed too long already, leaves leaves Moraine crying, which I thought was just like an interesting visual because we don't necessarily see that a ton. So that's where she's at, clearly rock bottom. Not great mm-hmm. to be Moraine damage right in this world right now.
2: I don't know if we got it before. We probably did, but I did like the line where Rand says, like, you're the one that moved Loghain. Like, right where you wanted me to go so I could be close to him and meet him. And that made a lot of sense because I was honestly thinking earlier on, Swan Sanchez said you're going to be a prisoner in, you know, the White Tower to be an example for, like, for everybody who tries to add any man that wants to channel. So I was a little confused about why he was out all the way over here. But that makes sense that Moraine got involved somehow, which... I don't necessarily fully understand because didn't she get banished at like the same time? So I don't know how she would have like sway over that. It's but... difficult
1: to know why she could have like got him out of Tar but it's easy. I think once he was out to get him into Kyrian like that, they do tell us when the two of them meet and he's like, you're the reason I'm here. And she kind of doesn't dissuade him of that notion. So that idea has been introduced and at just Moraine pulling strings is always fun.
0: Okay. They could they could have played the Tavirian card, which I honestly thought they were going to, but it's fine doing it this way, too. Yeah, tis what it is. So the next
1: scene is going to be kind of two small scenes. It's Matt and Min. We finally get to see them again. They were not in the last episode. So they arrive in Kyrian, which is presumably the foregate to a little bit of a night of debauchery. Matt is absolutely loving it, while Min is apprehensive because she knows that this is kind of like the end of the road of her deal with a Shamail, who at night comes to her in a dream. And I am just a big fan of this scene because I love when he
3: is in people's dreams. <laughs>
0: not Rand's though
3: yeah how you guys feel about Landfear being on screen is just how i feel about ishi just anytime <laughs> he, he's on screen my ears perk up oh he's
0: up the there for me it. it's just land somehow catapulted him which i didn't expect
2: yeah, I, I was getting a little uh annoyed honestly the fact that min did what ishi wanted but like the deal wasn't technically like he wasn't gonna fulfill it I was a little upset because, like, how did you know? He's like, "Oh, I'll promise next time you do this, like, I'll get rid of everything." So I wish it was kind of more binding, a little bit. Be- or yeah, it, I it's guess it's just his—it's just his manipulation. Okay, that's Daddy just totally just goes into his character. Then. <laughs> yeah, he but just, he's the
1: betrayer of hope, the father of yeah. lies, mover of plot. This is all three. Bang, bang, bang. It was the but stealer mit- of
0: scenes at one point? That's but true. I, I don't know. No, has nah, got that title. Yeah, now. she might. <laughs> oh, Sorry about that. We passed it around. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. No
2: until the next forsaken shows up oh
0: yeah <laughs> can't wait very true <laughs> yeah
2: but yeah i don't know because we still don't know she said like what happens if i don't do it and he just kind of snaps away but i i don't know i want to know what happens if she doesn't do it yeah like, just just I- nothing happen, or is he gonna like hunt her down and kill her like i don't know i feel yeah. like this is kind
1: of par for the course for getting into an agreement with the seemingly all-powerful evil being
3: He's going to amplify her powers by two. It's not really probably going
1: to work out the way you want it to be. I just love when it like skips when he's talking. I think it could be essentially a nod that he hasn't like fully mastered the dream world. But also I feel like it's like kind of scarier and it feels more like horror like when Mm -hmm. he like kind of skips around and, and speaks and stuff like that. But essentially the last step is that he tells her that Rand is now in Kyrian. And the last step is to make sure that Matt leaves with Rand. So she's shocked, like, oh my God, you know the vision. How do you know the vision? He doesn't confirm nor deny, which is a classic move. And he kind of, Thanos snaps himself away, which I love the visual of that. It looks really good. The fucking CGI and special effects
2: this season have been amazing
1: compared to last season. Agree. Is,
2: like, Min's power a sub-power of the dream world? Like, how she can just, like, I don't know. I feel it just, like, doesn't make sense. To me, that's like, I guess not because in the books, it's more not seeing actual images, it's just doing like little prophecies. Yeah, she's not really like seeing shit like that. Dreams. I'm, yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever get it. I'm just curious of the origins of her powers.
0: Throw it on the board, baby. This is what we're here for. Yeah, <laughs> it's true.
1: So we can now move into another dream, which is Rand. Dave has been obviously chomping at the bit to discuss this one. Mm -hmm. So Rand has another nightmare of killing his friends. I believe this is how we kind of open his storyline in episode two. But this time, instead of it being a Shamiel kind of laughing and going away, it's Lanfear whisks Shamiel away and Lanfear and Rand strike yet another deal in this dream, which is an interesting one as well.
3: Yeah, this was a phenomenal scene. Finally getting the get to say we get a more another wrist flick officially. But yes, we are able to see Landfear kind of just teleport Rand to places of people that are dreaming, a.k.a. Egwene here in the scene where she's mm-hmm. asleep in her cage. And I'm kind of surprised. I shouldn't be that surprised that Landfear actually took him to see Egwene. And that whole interaction was it. It was very touching, obviously, because we see that Rand obviously has endless love and affection for Egwene. It it was painful, though, at the same time, because she is obviously in a state that Rand was not expecting to see her in. And now she's got some hope, though, I think, by seeing like that was more than just a dream. I feel like, and even she knows that. And I feel like she's got a little bit of hope (sighs) now, but opposite
2: effect for me. She's like, dude, I'm going fucking crazy.
3: Like, I'm seeing (laughs) Rand. I'm seeing. I'm seeing
2: a, a ghost right now.
0: Definitely possible,
3: but I'm just shocked that, that, that honestly could have him there just because. Well, I don't know if she knows that Egwene is the one that Rand is in love with, but I feel like for her that would have been you know that would have been a touchy subject. Seeing I would... her lose with another woman that. Like giving her PTSD of some sort, which she kind of did yeah. towards the end, I guess.
1: She knows something. They've yeah. had the conversations where it's like, "I'll help you forget, and you'll help me remember."
2: Like she knows that there is right. someone else. She also yeah. seen all of his dreams, so if she's ever dreamt about Egwene, she probably knows. Also, I think what I was going to say probably led to Egwene breaking was the fact that she thought she saw Rand and was going mad, and maybe it literally had the counter effect that he wanted, but. A few really good things about this scene. Before I get to those, I got to say the one bad thing, which is one of the first thing Lanfear says is uh, you have to be careful. You can die here talking about the dream world and going back to season one when Rand kills himself in Ishi's dream. I remember you guys bringing up like, I I guess we'll see going forward if that's going to be an issue or not. I don't know if that is like, as of right now, what the show's information that's giving us. That doesn't make sense. My only guess is one, he did it to himself and not somebody else, or it like, wasn't the one power or two. It had to do something with the sword, the hair Mark blade, because still waiting for that fucker to kick in, but don't know how that would work out. Um, so just want to know more of the parameters on that about, you can die here. And the fact that you can just travel and see the world in real time. I was not expecting that at all. Mm. That blows me away that you can do that. There. I
3: mean, We've seen it, too. I mean, didn't Nynaeve, when she did the Trial of the Arches and had all those, like, dreams, like, she came out injured, too, right?
1: That's, I would say, there's a lot of nuance involved with all of it. There's, like, certain levels, I would say, of being in the dream world. You know, like, like a random person, like, sleeping and like, a deep sleep that hits Teleon Riyadh, I think, is a little different than, like, like Lanfear purposely brings, like, pr- on, like, her entire, like, consciousness and body into the dream world versus like people having like the fact that like she's saying this and matt perrin Egwene, and Naive are our dead on the ground but like they're not actually there type of deal they're gonna yeah. go way more into it they're really just kind of this is tip of the iceberg stuff this is like a huge pivotal part of the series mm-hmm. for a lot of characters so like we'll get more answers about it and they'll they're gonna talk a lot more about like all of the intricacies and nuances of it
0: it's not a spoiler to know that there's multiple ways to get here, but yeah, I think I think that is what it is and I really can't remember, but I think if you dream it and you're there, you're pretty much safe. It's any other method, you're probably not safe. I don't know what they're um, going to do in the show, they might audible, but Yeah.
2: The comments let will help. Me, they always help. Yeah. Yeah, let me ask you. Yeah, off of that, like if you get knocked out, like can you get go in the dream world if you're like unconscious? Um and then beyond that, did that only work? She could only bring ran to a Gwen because Egwene was sleeping at that time. Or does it look like, so it just happened that she was sleeping or does she like fast forward and she can bring you to the like first time that she's, she gonna
0: specifically sleep or says, I'll give you the gift of peeking into somebody's dream. Doesn't she say that? And then, yeah,
1: yeah. well, I feel like it's also like he wakes her up kind of type of deal. Where, like but then she wakes up later like if she was awake I guess she probably wouldn't be in the dream world they would just be in the cell I feel like that's my understanding of it like because I feel like people's characters are in the dream world often and it's just like emptiness because people aren't there it's, well like let's say daytime and people aren't really dreaming
2: actually no you're you're definitely right because she says you can travel and see the world see anyone you want and talk to them as if you were both awake so I assume that means they have to be sleeping too but I'm just like thinking in my head if Rand was like I want to see a Gwen and Lanfear was like all right we got to chill for another 6 hours until the sun sets and she falls asleep and then you know snap totally a thing. And were there all yeah right. i think it was just pure both people need to be asleep okay yeah that's what i wanted to make sure of.
0: all right cuz i i only wanted to bring up two things cuz i thought one of the best lines of the entire episode i don't have the whole part of it written down but when lanfear does pop up she goes is she, dear? He doesn't want you here, and banishes him. She <laughs> yeah. says, "Is she?" Which was the reason I wrote down the quote, which I, I love didn't that. Catch that he did. She said, "Is she?" I was going to freak out, but she was on the screen. She listens, I to talk. She <laughs> listens to Binge um,
3: Town. She listens to Binge
0: That was the one thing I wanted to say. That was awesome. Just the little wave, and she's like, "Is she, dear?" Uh, and then I thought the acting from Rand was the best at the end of he this. After after person. seeing the Egwene piece, and he says, Is- "Ishmael has her." Like I thought that acting from Rand. I just watched season one again um, right before season two came out. So for us, I don't know, four or five weeks ago, whatever it was, he was fine as an actor in the first season, but he has been unbelievable in season two. Uh, I always forget Joshua. It's Yosha technically. I Joshua what? It's, it's Yosha Stradowski. Okay. Yeah. I, Sorry, we're not. We'll get the names down by by next we season. You have a TV <laughs> podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know but how nah, it's spelled, he's been, I just can never pronounce yeah, it. Like he's it. been
1: fantastic with like the nuances and like facial expressions. Yes, shifting between emotions almost like from one sentence to the other, which is like classic quintessential Rand in my head. So mm-hmm. yeah, when he literally says "please, Lanfear," and then like he's so emotional, he corrects himself to Celine because he wants to like butter her up yeah and he's like and he, and he like is mad at himself he even says like come on like out loud after like almost under his after he kind of makes the flip or the switch up and then he just screams tell me i literally wrote the same thing i said i love this rand acting
0: and job. where i am self-admitting i'm not biased towards lanfear coming into this show so you like i don't care about your guys opinions on how much <laughs> i love her you guys need to check me on the rand stuff because i am extremely biased on yep. wanting to like him as a character. Like I've said it on the record. He's one of my favorite fantasy characters of all time. So hearing like Kyle say that it seems like the general public has been really liking him as a character. I just need to make sure that I'm not just in this case being
3: biased too yep. biased. Yes. Gwen no, and Lanfear so. are going to have a, a cat fight at some point. I want that. I want that on the board. I feel like that's, well, that's got to be a showdown. They've A-Gwaine got a first nice Lanfear the- land versus oh. Gwen, Yeah. Or land, land, sorry, Landfear, land. yeah. not Land, not Land. Not that land. wouldn't be like, much of a land fear
0: against Aguinia. Yeah. All right, that's on the board. Write that one down. So <laughs> that
2: reminds it me weird. of like Mrs. Weasley versus Bellatrix, for sure. Oh, I, I, I don't know. I, I was
3: Jesus. getting a lot of Harry Potter like vibes. Like when he teleports out of the, issue she teleports out of Men's Dream? It felt like when the dark. What are they even called? It? I'm now going to call them dark friends. The dark friends, the death, the death Eaters. Death eaters. <laughs> death eaters. Yeah, when they like kind of disappear into the. Into their forms or whatever. I think that yeah. kind of everyone yet people when people apparate as well. Uh, so, that's yeah. what I meant. Yeah, apparate. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, Dave, when you're saying like it felt a little uncharacteristic of Lanfear, I actually felt this was like perfectly characteristic of her, where like she has that soft spot for LTT. So she like makes this offer to him. He goes to Egwene, and she's like visibly uncomfortable in the scene. And then like right when he's about to touch her face, yeah, that's, yeah. she takes it away from him because she's like that's a step too far for her yeah. type of deal Gales. so she's like yeah i thought it was perfect it was like exactly she in her character plus it keeps yeah. it
0: open for interpretation of what would have happened for viewers not knowing the rules of the dream world also true
2: she was probably like look how shitty she looks and then look at me <laughs> like her right yeah, like so ugly
0: <laughs> look at her cute
1: nose okay so now we move into moraine's aftermath of Rand kind of walking away, leaving her. We see she's scribbling this letter that we find out is to Swan the Amarilloid seat, and it includes the words, I've been stilled, which is interesting. We'll talk about that. But she's interrupted Whoa. by a sandwich delivery from fucking the dwee Barthanis. and that leads to a little argument between the sisters. I feel like the big thing we want to talk about is the fact that she literally wrote down, I've been stilled. Because that's just yeah. been a, a top pick discussion. Is she stilled? Is well, she shielded?
2: Yeah, I didn't even think after our season one finale that she was stilled ever again. I only imagine that she was shielded with like it tied off after you guys kind of explained that that's a thing down the road that we might get to. Maybe we're not supposed to know about that yet. And that's supposed to be like a big reveal. And then they're going to be like, oh, Leandre kind of dropped it when they were in the ways, blah, blah, blah. In season or episode five. Yeah, maybe we handed
1: you the answers to the quiz ahead of time. Yeah. yeah.
2: But I don't know if that's like supposed to be something that they're building up. And that's why Moraine thinks that. But I genuinely like don't know if she she probably believes it. Like if she's she writing does. that. Yeah. Because like there's no way to tell if you're shielded or like you just don't feel it at all.
0: I want this on the record, too, that this doesn't happen like this in the books, at least towards the end yeah. of like book one of all this thing. So anything me and Kyle are saying, if you're reading into it, we don't know. Like this could be an auto. like we have no idea what's happening here. So we're, we're not going to theorize or say anything like that. But like if you're trying to trying to pick I'll something I'll up on the way. Yeah, I mean, whatever. But we're not <laughs> going to we don't we don't know the answer is what I want to yeah, get yeah, yeah. through. Like she could be still she could be the knot could be tied off of her shielding. We we're all free balling it here.
3: It didn't really surprise me seeing the word "stilled." I just have always been under the impression that she's been stilled. I, the shielded thing, I guess, kind of went over my head a little bit, and I just I have just assumed that she's just always been stilled. But now I'm thinking about it: if she's gonna get her powers back, which I will, which I do think is gonna happen, it would just make more sense for her to be shielded and for her to think that she's still because, like Paul said, she would have no way of knowing the difference if she's just cut off from the one source. She's just cut it. She's just cut off. She wouldn't have any way of knowing.
1: I think I'm on Team Shielded. Yeah. And she's unreliable narratoring us where she doesn't know the truth. Correct. So I just feel like that would be just like a very nice, like, twist for
0: like non reader audiences. But how does she break out of a shield then, like that? Like, how, what would be the catalyst? Like, she needs to confront Ishii. It's tough, too, because it's,
1: you'd feel like Rand. I could say, I mean, theorizing, if she's shielded, maybe Rand gaining more of a level of mastery, he'll be able to recognize the shield is there. Because like a, another guy said, I can't because it was used by theoretically Sate sighting because it was Shamiel who's a man. That's the side of the power that he uses. So like Marine can't detect it. That's a great point, actually. I, didn't think, about my, that. I think there's like one thing I'm thinking of where like maybe she could detect it, but I don't. It's tough it's tough but that that would be my like that feels like my like stepped process is like Rand gets more adept at using it he recognizes it he tells her the truth and it's like whoa she shielded not steeled
0: so question for yeah. you paul because i know the answer from dave we were watching it together when she was writing that letter did you know it was to swan right away or did you think that it could have been to Len or or rand or anybody like who did you think she was writing that to
2: Swan was my first guess. I, I mean, I was like 90% like there because she doesn't share any information with anybody. And the only one she we've seen open up to and tell to Neil, actually, which is that was Paul's yeah. sexiest scene right there. That was when Moraine told Swan, if you go back and listen, there was some saxophone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great. I always knew it was going to Swan or assumed it was.
3: I think I said Swan right away, too. But the only other person I thought it could have been was like the sister. Like maybe Maureen was trying to dip out and was just like writing a goodbye note to her sister, just kind of just saying, Hey, I've been a I've kind of been kind of down because I've been stilled. So give like put a little less pressure on me, but it made sense that it was going to spawn.
2: I was just going to say about her nephew coming in and then her sister coming in. And we learn a little bit about how she didn't come home, even when her father was on her deathbed. She knew that was happening too, and chose not to come home. Um, yeah. They did What was so
3: important, Paul? What was so effing important about that? No, I mean that was the quote she that's said. That's Swan Muff. That's what was so important. That's what she said. Oh, wow. Oh, what well,
2: was so important? I thought I was like, dude, I don't know. I was it offended. Around, <laughs> <really>. <laughs> I forgot about that line that she was saying. <laughs> but yeah, the thing is, they didn't really give us a timeline, but like, I assume it was during the last 20 years when she was looking for the dragon reborn, because that could be my only guess.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing Is it's so important that we? she has to find the dragon reborn. She doesn't care about her father, who she actually. She did say too that she very much loved her father too, right? Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. And also, they said she was well, her father's favorite. Here's the thing, which I want to ask you guys. When you are stilled, I assume you can break the oaths. Yeah. The oaths are put upon you
1: by the one power. Once your connection exactly. to the one power is permanently severed, then you are no longer subject to the
2: oaths. So it's permanently, so not stilled. I'm sorry permanently Jesus. I'm sorry I'm shielded. <laughs> not, not, if you're shielded not not you're shielded, you
1: would still be subject to my knowledge of to the oath.
2: okay because I'm just thinking right now if she doesn't know if she's stilled or shielded, she should just try to lie and then if she lies, oh. she's like, oh, I'm stilled that could but, be a little but that, right I, there. but
0: that's like an intricacy that they could change without telling us and it still will make yeah. sense. So it's just guesswork
2: okay i mean what's the other O's? the one is you can't lie the other ones you can't use the one power so obviously she can't do that and what was the third the
0: second one is you can't use it against a sister or a non-dark friend or 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 yeah right
2: she obviously can't use the one power in general now what's the third oath? i can't remember
0: i also can't remember and kyle seems like he's googling it as well yeah now (laughs) i'm like a little bad because you kind of like it was to combine them, and
1: I was like, I feel like both of them are that one. It's, oh, it's it's about making weapons. That's what it is. You can't make a weapon for one man to kill another.
2: Oh, okay. Well, she And then can't you can't use do it that either, to
1: so. kill another person unless it's in the defense it's, of your life, your sister's warder, or, sister. yeah. or against Shadow's Okay. Yeah. So
2: the only plot hole thing would be to be able to lie, so. I don't know I was just right. because everything she was saying and I like couldn't tell if it was a lie when she says to her nephew later on like oh your sandwiches were and still are good I'm like I guess she's telling the truth and I was like wait did she lie and then if she did lie she would know so I assume like I don't know there's like a whole bunch of different shit going on I have two little comments
1: I'm just so interested but almost not at the same time of what they're doing with moraine and Barthanis, her nephew they're clearly giving it screen time and focus and it's becoming like a big part of her last two episodes kind of
3: so i'm just interested i guess to see where that ends up going i was thinking the same thing the only thing i could think of is like i I, i'm walking away from this interaction liking Barthanis. like i do think Mm -hmm. he's going to be a good king he's very genuine and i think he cares a lot about people so that are signs for me for a good king so yeah We'll see. And the other thing was, I was on
1: uh Dragon Mount, which is another good wheel time content creator, on like a little rewatch live stream where we rewatched the episode. And Tom had a from Dragon Mount had a very interesting theory that he thinks that Moraine's sister is a dark friend, and he thinks that they're like laying the the foundational groundwork because she's wearing like that like black lace outfit, which is almost exactly what Lanfear was wearing as Celine it's when he gets the
3: it's already in the books. It's already. Yeah. So then and then constant. it was like
1: also you could have the perspective that like she gives Moraine the advice to like, do you really need to protect Rand? And then that kind of leads her to being like, Hey, Rand, why don't you sleep and go hang out with Lanfear? So, like, is that a thing? Who can say? I she tried like to it.
2: bang. She tried to bang
3: Rand. And in she did try to bang episode Rand. two or three. That could have been just her taking the short route. Yeah, this, yeah, guy al- this guy is this guy's awesome, man. This Tom guy seeing the, so, yeah. yeah, the future yeah this guy's mid.
1: i was like first not... i was like what <laughs> but i get you now i get
2: though so you now. said he's mid and i was like oh, he's not mid dude. Oh, no he's definitely not mid <laughs> he listens you know. to
1: us he's definitely not mid <laughs> so um the next little scene is just swan's carriage stopped on the road lands there he pretty much tells her what's going on with moraine i'm assuming is all the details of the letter that she was going to write him my only comment is that the air knives were fucking sick of shit and that's all I'm going to say. And I assume that that's the only other take yeah. that else had. <laughs> okay. I will take that take for us and move us right along. Mm-hmm. Which also, it was good to see her again. How about that? So Rand now goes back to work. And my comment here was like, they either they have like a really solid PTO policy or it was just like a weekend, I guess, all this happened in like a couple of days. Which I think it's this, the latter, actually. So he asked Logan to train him, which... Goes about as well as you could expect for the first time of actually trying to train with the one power.
3: <laughs> this was awesome. He was just, he looked like Nynaeve here when Nynaeve had that burst of energy fighting Loghain, which is kind of cool seeing that he is now the subject of two of these people now. But Rand looked amazing here. And the CGI, like you said, Kyle, has been on point this season, definitely. And I, I was. Kind of like trembling, just looking at how much power he was just conjuring up and looking, and just gassing him up, like, yeah, this it's fucking yours, all that shit's yours. But then he has like, "Ah, you gotta dial it back a little bit, but yeah, yeah. But it was awesome that burst of energy.
2: Mm-hmm. You know what it reminded me of is and this is gonna be super niche, so I don't even know if half the listeners are gonna be able to relate to this, but uh X-Men first class when all the new recruits, I think it's first class are showing off their powers in the like little room and the one disc guy like Havoc. does like the Hula hoop Havoc, thing yeah. Yeah. yeah it looks like that times like 12 and oh, just it it looks awesome the way it just like grows and grows but it's still almost like orbiting around him like he is the center of it but there's just so much flowing out my only question was of course, we say this every time we didn't have subtitles, so I was trying to listen. I listened a few times. It sounded like Loghain says, like, yeah, that's it. Like, he could tell that Rand was starting to be able to touch it a little bit. And it's just going to go back to the question, can Loghain see the weaves around somebody else? That's the tough part
0: it's he seems if he's like cut it, off it's i mean totally cut seems off. Like he he like can like yeah.
1: you know you could argue that he shouldn't i feel like i'm in the camp that he shouldn't but i feel like i'm enjoying the season so much that i'm okay with it being maybe it goes a thing. but if it's a change it the, what, there's goes,
0: nothing there's no reason why like if this is oh, a legitimate, I mean, it sounds, change I mean, it could yeah.
1: be a change and i don't like the change that's where i feel like i'm at
0: okay that's fine but as long as they're not i'd rather it be a change than inconsistency
3: yeah, it could also just be what you guys were talking about, like, because the males pull from a different source, like he's able to see that source yeah. versus that's being like able me. to see if Moraine. Yeah, but why? He that's like be able me to twisting myself into
1: a pretzel to try to make it make sense within the book canon. Not even really. So it's just, I guess, is a thing. I'm sure yeah. like most things we're going to get an explanation. Eventually, we will see what happens.
0: We're in the seed. Planting phase yeah. of this 14 book series that I yeah. will remind you guys of. But my only comment is like, finally, is my comment basically, like, we haven't seen Rand really do like a burst of power that got stolen in season one when he should have been the one at uh, uh, the, the gap, Bible.
1: yeah, Tarman's uh, gap,
0: Tarman's yeah. the the gap, should have been him. And when Nynaeve does that explosion, when Logain gets Gentled all the way back in season one. Like that's been more power than Rand has ever showed. So I'm I'm happy we finally got the dragon reborn to show this amount of power physically to us. So happy we're there because it took a while and this should have been what we did at the end of season one.
1: I thought your final take was going to be that you've been explaining this whole time of like women kind of embrace the power and men like grab hold of it. That was,
0: yeah, okay. Yeah,
1: they kind of solidified that in the show canon here where. Loghain says, like, you've been surrendering the source, but you need to fucking reach out and grab that shit. And he uses the same words that Lanford used in episode four, because we're on six. She's, he says, if you want power, you need to take power, mm-hmm. which is exactly what she told him when they're on that cliffside. So I thought that was fucking awesome.
0: And you saw the black taint. Yeah. I don't know if they're doing that. Mm-hmm. Again, that could be another thing that they've been inconsistent with. Like, who knows? Or is it because he, like, did this, this grabbing of the power that the taint starts to come out and it starts to... Affect yeah. him like it did Yeah,
2: Rand's taints getting yeah, bigger. All of a sudden, we get to see his taint right?
1: again. So uh, another thing too, I just like that Rand says there's not enough time to learn how to use it. And Logane, kind of similar to what Dave was getting at earlier, of just with that much power, you can do anything. You can fight anyone you want, and it's like, let's was fucking the, go, baby. That's our that that fucking protagonist. The best. I fucking yeah. love yeah. that. So, Dragon much.
3: Reborn, baby. Yeah.
2: Again is that reflecting off of he just saw how much power rand can do i assume it was but um, i absolutely (laughs) love absolutely love uh rand convincing him finally when he's like dude look at you you thought you were going to be such a big deal you were either going to save or break the wheel and now look at you you can't even do anything your only chance of being a little significant is helping me and Logan's like 10 seconds to think about and like ah fuck, alright, fine. Yeah. And he's like, grab it. You gotta go grab it. So I just <laughs> that was I good. thought Rand, oh, professor, the, way Rand baby. the way Rand manipulated fear in the beginning and the way Rand manipulated Loghain right here, he's just... Soon he's gonna be pulling Moraine strings. Yeah, Marain's like not gonna he's, know
0: he's what he's working his way
3: up the ladder. He's for like that. a
0: sponge, baby, absorb all this information. Who cares where it comes from? Let's fucking become the dragon reborn. Right now yeah, he has to roll ten or higher. but Soon up.
3: he's got to be rolling fifteen or higher. You know he's got to he's got to <laughs> make <laughs> it. He's, he's, his he's minimum is or <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean he's gonna have so <laughs> shooting many shooting up the plus
3: modifiers. Yeah. <laughs> so after
1: this, so Rand does do a little baby spat up, which I just. Want to mention because I like saying "baby spat up." Uh, after this, a sulking Rand kind of overhears a very familiar voice in the foregate doing a very familiar activity for that familiar voice, which is gambling and Dyson. And he comes up upon his old buddy Matt, who seems to be cleaning out the pockets of some local degenerate. So he was unlucky in season one, and I feel like he was kind of rolling in it right now in this scene, which was funny.
3: Mm. This was just really well done. I felt genuinely so happy to see both of them reconnect, even if we got the different actors. Like, I think the show still did a very good job of, you know, getting us introduced to the new Matt making us get, you know, accustomed to him and what he's into and everything and I I just it still felt like a genuine reconnection and I didn't even care that it was a different actor like it just felt like such a wholesome reunion and both of them were just so good at like, you know, being yeah. happy for one another. It felt could, so good. We could talk
1: about the drink stuff too. I feel like those two scenes are pretty much the same thing.
2: Uh in regards to Matt actually having good luck and winning, it's it makes sense that he had bad luck because he turned around and all everybody just took all their money back because he was so distracted. So like, there's bad luck again. <laughs> yeah, fucking ready. Right, Which is great. He was going for hard eight, so shout-out crabs. <laughs> <Hard>. One eyed snake <laughs> he in the movie.
0: Yeah, my head got in definitely playing crabs. <laughs> I was getting some chills from this moment, but it's probably because of the amount of book knowledge I have that when our main characters break up and get back together, it's the best moment ever. So I there's yeah. so much baggage behind these two coming back together that I was writer fucking just i was just hooting and hollering like it was such a good moment didn't last long for matt because jesus christ man this dude Mm. knows how to piss me off and that's actually true to the book because at this point in the book i was anti matt
2: (laughs) his actor you guys were talking about rand's acting earlier which i agree rand's actor is shining this season matt's new actor he is absolutely killing it dude he is so good here, The way he, he just genuinely seemed happy and almost started crying when he saw Rand later on with the scene with Min and his can, confrontation of whether or not to go back to Rand, Just so unbelievably good at being able to be smiling one second and all of a sudden realizing that your heart is broken and the people you trust, you can't trust. And geez, I feel so bad for him, man. He is just getting kicked around. He has no idea what to do. He's trying to keep his head above water. Like every time, like somebody's throwing him a a lifeline, it's just like, ah, jokes on you. It's fucking lead. Go drown. Mm
1: -hmm. So uh, (laughs) that actually is a perfect description of what's been happening to him. I just, just, yeah, it's so charismatic, man. I just, I love him. They're giving him mm -hmm. great dialogue. It feels like when he's like, you know, where's your hair? You look bloody awful. He's asking, you know, they go get a drink and everything. The one quote, I guess technically combination of quotes that I love, which was just straight book, Matt. It was like when he says, who else is going to keep you from being an arrogant prick? Mm-hmm. That's like yeah, classic that Matt Durand of like, you know, they oh, are the dragon reborn when he jokes with him and he walks mm-hmm. away. Like that is exactly how it should be. And it was just, they fucking nailed it here.
2: Mm-hmm. We're not better off without you. You know, we're better off with you. They trade things too to each I'm other.
0: Pounding the table the for booms. more screen time in these last two episodes, because mm-hmm. it's it just hasn't been enough. And I know what's common, so it's like, right? 7-8? Yeah.
2: No, I think you're right. I just never realized. It. I never and, thought uh, about it. It sucks. So he was definitely lying when he first saw Ryan. It was like, oh, where is everybody? Like, where's everybody? Where's Egwene? He was lying, right? Because he was just a coward and walked away. He knew where she was. Yeah, yeah um, he
0: knows where she is. is for sure. He catches him yeah. up a little bit, though. Is it kind of off screen yeah. when they're like?
1: Well, no, and then Rand kind of tells him here he kind of left at the eye of the world. They th- they all think that he's dead, and he says that the champion has, has a Gwyn in foam. He knows it's a trap, but he wants to save her. And Matt's like, obviously, like we got to go, we got to hit it. But I got a lady's heart to break before I get
2: there, dude. I wrote that down, and I was like, Matt is awesome. Like I fucking, <laughs> I know he's, I know he's like ignoring people and cutting off his friends and running away in a sense but i'm like dude this guy's so charming but like, <laughs> i gotta just, let his arts break real quick with
0: what
1: little screen time i mean they're they're technically giving us the idea of matt i feel like that's matt
0: so it's good it's just we just need more of it that's all just stick through the growing pains and we'll get there yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah
3: here's the lead though we got
0: the lead yeah, right here yeah moving to the lead is as that soon matt? as matt was like
2: one hour I will be there. And he like doubles down. I was like, he's not going to be there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But you could argue for good reason, kind of. So uh, basically Matt returns to the little flea ridden fucking barn that they're staying in and tells her that he's leaving. She ends up revealing the truth to him, which makes me mad and him very conflicted about the promise that he just made to Rand. That's just another heartbreaking scene for Matt. Just very well acted, like you said. Um, Some good quotes. I don't know how much we want to get into all of it, but. The floor is just, obviously open.
0: I'm just going to quickly just say my piece because this isn't worth that much of a conversation, but I wanted to kill Min. I wanted yeah. to kill her so badly here, and I loved <laughs> Matt's reaction in the first half of this scene. And then what he ends up deciding, I was like, fuck me, dude. Matt, back, back in the dumps where he belongs in my book knowledge of this po- this point of the story. I was just so hype in what we were just saying there, we're like, all right, we're going to FOM. Let's fucking go! Like, I was so high, and now I'm just watching him watch Rand through those little, through like that little fence. I'm yeah. pissed. This is how I felt when he just didn't go talk to Egwene when she was crying at the White Tower. Because over Nineve, it's so frustrating, and that sums up Matt. The first three books, two books of Wheel Time.
2: Just putting this together now, I think that Min is all these visions are just coming straight from ishi because that's the reason he could take it away and he is giving her false visions and showing her because these visions are part of like the dream world or whatever and lanfer even said you're trying to dabble in it more you're getting better at it the last time i saw you so maybe he's giving men these false dream world visions
0: question Um, then do you believe that when we saw the flashback of her in her childhood when her aunts were making her fortune tell for money and stuff, like was that also Ishy, even though he was like kind of like
2: I was assuming, yeah, because that's only like you know, I mean, we don't years
3: ago. We don't know so, the relationship, like why they know each other yet. So it's very possible that he's just been why is she
0: and Min know yeah. each other? Yeah, we do. We know that's from through Leandrin, right? That's kind of the connection that's I don't know. been somewhat established, yeah.
2: I actually I don't know. I kind of like want to just double back on everything i just said because <laughs> i mean to if, backspace, if she, I'll
1: backspace and take it off the
2: board. yeah if, if she wants <laughs> uh matt to go with rand then why would he give Min the vision of matt killing rand and which would cause Min to tell matt not to go there so i don't know i'm gonna backtrack what okay. i'm trying to
3: say is it's i don't know what the board. fuck is happening right now <laughs> <laughs> A very fair way to say that i feel like yeah. for me it's the the knife she does explicitly describe the knife here and so i mean it will obviously like you know matt is processing mostly the fact that he's going to stab Rand but i think like once they kind of separate and some time goes by like that knife is going to come back into his head for whatever reason whether it be because men brought it up here or something but I, I think it's important that he now knows that he's going to be he's tied to that knife in some way when i heard knife all i mm. thought was pot on fane, put him on the screen that's yeah it. like that's ruby dagger like i don't know what matt thinks of that like i think he just mostly again just focused on the idea of him killing rand it wasn't so much with what he was killing him with but i think when he thinks about it a little bit more he's going to want to investigate the dagger a little bit and unfortunately go back to it
1: mm. uh two kind of quick connected scenes this is just going to be moran wakes at moran Moraine, I think that's like the fourth time I've done that. That's the couple, their shipping name. <laughs> oh, so. God, get that away. You're in me. on that. So Moraine wakes up a new woman and she has the kind of new lease on life. She's walking around. She's nice to the butler. She's complimenting sandwiches. And then a brand new wrinkle is thrown into this good mood in that Swan Sanchez has arrived in Kyrian and has summoned her. And then we see Swan physically arriving Kyrian. We know that Leandrin is there because she tries to make a little light funny joke about how they installed the last monarch on the sun throne, which is what kind of this high seat of Kyrian is called. Swan's not really
3: having it. And that's kind of
1: it. We can talk about whatever we really want.
3: Don't know how much we will talk about, but as always. When Leandrin goes up to Swan, I was just singing She Knows by Mio. <laughs> I was just like, She knows. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't think she obviously does know that Leandrin's. uh Black Aja. Love the references that we get with that every time, but I I think it was really like Swan, like coming out of that carriage was just so amazing because she just looks like a powerful person, just not just, you know, physically, but just the way she's dressed and everything, like the amount of attention she gathers with Whenever she steps out of, you know, a room or into a room, whatever, it's just—it's always so cool to see. It's just a great reminder for her that she is just the top of the food chain right now in terms of ice and
1: We've seen two of the fourteen. We know that Yatsuka and Leandra are there. Maybe we'll see. Although I, I also think we got a sneak peek of Queen Galdrian, if that's who that was, kind of standing on this on the steps like as a, a welcoming party receiving her. Another comment that I forgot to make in the marines fight with her sister is that when her sister and i just thought of this because swan Sanchez's title is mother to all the other Aes die is that um her little sister goes you're just like mother through and through and i can just picture people like because i guess now thing on the internet is being like she's so mother like calling people they like like women they like mother so i think people are going to run with that because marine is mother okay we talked about match reaction to ran waiting at the gate the only thing to talk about here is kind of our takes on the fact that ran is now going quote unquote alone and then he runs into Lan and the triple threat trio, just interested in what people think about the fact that now Rand and Lan have reunited. And now Moraine is also in Kyrian, Swan's in Kyrian, Matt's in Kyrian, Min's in Kyrian. So we're kind of getting all of these people now ending up here.
0: Classic Malazon convergence. But when he mm-hmm. says, alone it is, dude, a tear rolled down my eye. I was like, Beast. fuck you, Matt. You go go oh god it was so frustrating but
3: that's that's it love ran for not you know getting pissed and mad he could have easily just been like ah the second time this yeah. fucker's done this but he just kind of seemed to shrug it off and was nah, like he, sure that was,
1: that was straight alonzo Jif. it was just pissed and then <laughs> it's kind of accepts. It was like all right we're hitting the road yeah. but i personally am absolutely gassed up that ran and lan are together again i feel like when we were talking about the top of this of like land season two has kind of been bled. I feel like this is the journey back Rand with land and Rand kind of alone is like the perfect recipe for me for kind of lands, the beginning of land's comeback.
3: Mm-hmm. Let's get a uh, land teaching him how to use that Heron Mark blade a little bit. We already got Loghain teaching him how to use the one power. So let's get land teaching him some non one power moves here. Yeah, he does, does just sex-
1: carry on his back and get some of those easy.
3: more of those sexual sword forms in my life and teach him to run cat cross at the corner, does- baby. <laughs> the
2: dragon reborn get a warder, or is he just too powerful? It doesn't even or they don't even need one. It's an interesting, question, but he should get a warder. But also real quick regarding last episode, Moraine says Lanfear was previously. I'm sorry. She was in love with the previous dragon reborn. And Kyle, curious, did you have any issue with that? That they called loose there in the Dragon Reborn and not the Dragon, because I Still, know we were talking like, about how that's just like the title that they gave.
1: My take on my initial, probably very loose, like late book knowledge, is that like technically, like they're all kind of the Dragon Reborn. Like it okay. kind of depends almost on your perspective of it, kind of. But Season I think like I think he might have been the first one that got the actually the title of the Dragon. Now that because I'm because it was the Age of, of
0: Legends, head. right? Yeah,
2: that's why he was the Dragon. So Moraine should said the dragon not the last dragon reborn it's tough because, because technically, like, season one you're talking things, about like these How-
1: ages have come and gone and come yeah. again so like there's a dragon like there's been yeah. other dragons that weren't it- to my not like loose there's telamon is you know dra- and then it goes and then Rand, and then we'll go back again and there will be another age of legends dragon that will come and then it'll come around, and then you know type of deal
0: like he is for sure not the second dragon of of the universe rand is
1: not no yes that is, yeah, he, because is not, thought, he has turned endlessly over time he's yeah. like from our reference point like yeah loose there's Telamon is the original dragon any dragon a title any, is right yeah anything further in the quote-unquote past like past loose there and is lost like we don't know about any of that but like eventually yeah. that age will come back around again and like they won't know anything about rand and what
0: he's done. Well, like next then, time it would be you don't know then, about loose. And the next, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah but yeah.
2: the next time they're not going to call him the dragon. They could call him King Puffy no, Cloud or whatever. It just so they will just dragon. call him the dragon.
1: I guess that's just the thing. They it's the dragon oh, and, the, and okay. the dark one.
2: Season one, I remember. I just listened to one of the episodes where he, I thought the title of "The Dragon" was like a military title, like general that they gave to Loose. So. That's why Rand was supposed to be the Dragon Reborn. That's why he's not the Dragon Reborn, 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 Mm-mm. because well, he's not he's the not Dragon like Reborn, 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 reborn,
1: because there we don't have any me- like there's no
2: memory of the infinite ages that we've been through. Type of deal. I, okay, so like the title, of the Dragon, we might be talking I guess, is each what, other, and I'm sorry, the Chosen One is like what we should be calling him instead of the Dragon if we're talking about infinite cycles. Because the dragon again was just made three thousand years ago. That title, before they, like that's what I'm asking. Like before that, did they call him the dragon, or was it a different name, like the chosen one?
0: Or if you, it seems like you're hung up on the semantics of it. Which yes, you totally, shouldn't be. you shouldn't am. be because, like in the books, like I'm sure, I think it's even like early on they say like we're in the some call it the third age, which means nothing because it's not the third age. It's not the second iteration of the dragon. Yeah, it's infinite. A wheel that keeps going on and on. It's more about what we remember from the last time. Like, I'm um, like Land Fear. It seems like she was a forsaken for the first time when Luz was alive, but the dr- yeah. the dark one had his generals for general for cycles and cycles and cycles. So it's just more about how epically strong the last age was. Cause it's called the age of legends. When they said all of the Terra on Grial were made, like we can't even do that anymore. The males, the, the male power wasn't tainted yet. So it was like such an important pivotal turn. The last one that it's like, kind of like the main plot of like why were the dragon reborn now because of how important the age of legends was
2: so that's it. i'm just pissed that Moraine called the last dragon the dragon reborn when she could have called him the dragon so, that's the only thing i'm getting mad yeah. right about
1: looking on the interwebs it's basically so the dragon is the title for the male champion of the light against the dark one and is always the reincarnation of a single particular soul he is reborn in the Age of Legends and again in the Third Age and all equivalents of those ages along the wheel to combat the Shadow. It is unknown if he is born again in a similar repeating pattern in other ages. The dragon of the A11s was Luz Theres Telamon. The dragon of the Third Age is Randolph Thor. Mm-hmm. And then it goes on to say that... It sounds like Luz can be prolonged. It dragon. says it indicates that Luz and Telamon only earned the name Dragon during the War of Power in the same sense that Ashamiel only earned the name Betrayer of Hope in the the war of power and then it says loose there's telamon was never mentioned to be named the dragon reborn is what it says here so like okay i, I get what you're saying it feels like those two things somewhat contradict each other
3: yeah yeah, i felt like the first half uh, you had me i was definitely on yeah. that side and then the second half i was like no that's just that's it, it literally might just be an intricacy of like there's just something
1: the wheel does that like people just always come up with the name dragon
2: the writers just, just fucked up in ring. <laughs> That's just how you should have said Dragon. Maybe. Alright, sorry. That was a really, really long tangent, but I just really wanted to get that because I was super confused.
0: No, that was fun sure that high level generate... lore to talk about, to be honest. I think that will
1: generate a lot of discussion in the comments
2: as yeah. well. Okay. Whoa. I'm way
1: off the point of my notes. I'm so sorry. All right, all right. That's the end of the Rain Kyrian storyline. Last comments. One once sold. Okay. Moving across the westerlands, Rainy Rainland, Randland to Falm. So we are going to take all of the Nynaeve and I'm gonna butcher her name. I'm so sorry. Rima Sedai and Elaine stuff first. So this storyline opens in a classic manner, which is Elaine and Nynaeve bickering loudly, but they are interrupted by Basan and Rima Sedai. So they kind of talk here a little bit about why they're there. They just, an interesting thing is they kind of confirm, quote unquote, that Liandrin's a dark friend. Raima has a reaction to it. Don't know if we want to comment on that, but. Ah, she says, "Black Aja."
3: Just love mm-hmm. when they say that. Dave was hype. Dave was hype. <laughs> in when in I, my head, I, I wasn't reacting, but I was it, like, in physically, but in my head, I was like, "Just say, just say it, just say it." She's like, "Black Aja," and I'm yeah. like,
0: "Yeah, you're damn right, there, back." He literally said, "I wish I said it out loud, so you knew that I was <laughs> assuming it was that." <laughs>
2: I mean, she had the same reaction as Yaska did, which is really cool. That's consistent. Like they hear that one of the eyes that a black or dark friend, Black Aja. And they immediately think of all the repercussions that that means going down the road. So I just like that that consistency. Where she's like, "Oh shit, are you sure? Okay, well then all of our sisters are screwed."
1: My uh, my note says "black aja bitches," which is meant to be said. Like when The 100, when they land on the ground and it's, we're back, bitches. Yeah, Octavia Blake, (laughs) baby. Shout out to The 100 fans. If you've been following, oh my God. If you're a 100 fan and you're listening right now, you've been following us for three years, shout out to you. Please comment so we can give you love. Please go away. You've heard enough of us. You've heard enough of
3: us.
0: (laughs) I heard our bad
1: face. Yeah,
3: Yeah, yeah, you you probably
1: heard heard some incriminating things. Okay, (laughs) so some things I like about this is that I just love, this is such a classic naive quote of, like elaine's like stop pacing and she's like i'm not pacing i'm investigating it's like she just can't fucking admit to like any level of like flaw just or slap anything like her like oh that. my god <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. and then um i just like how elaine pretty much confirms like she's like that means she broke ramus and eyes like that means she broke the three o's and elaine's like all three of them baby i just like how she said that we then learn after i guess remus and i has and i know i'm butchering that has kind of process this black agonist she's booked them passage to the white tower with a ship captain that she knows and trusts and the two of them refuse to leave which i thought was an awesome scene i like
3: the quotes there as well but it hit harder for elena for me than it elaine, did elaine not- bro elaine sorry all the names <laughs> you'll are get so there. similar you'll get there the he's been butchering elaine i know name, i know you'll get there by
2: the
1: finale <laughs> I-, I believe
3: this was great for her i mean we already knew Nynaeve and it, you know Egwene's relationship so it wasn't like surprising to see her stay and want to fight but i just love seeing elaine's reaction here and wanting to fight as well just saying i never had any friends growing up and Egwene was literally my first friend so just love hearing that and it was it definitely got me hyped that mixed with her just like
0: being so good with the power like she starts immediately starting to, to touching the terror hungry all this is the first episode where i went from really liking elaine to Really, really liking Elaine. I know Kyle. You've been on that train since before even. Same for me. Before even seen one, Kyle was on that train. But she's she's been amazing. And I will say, on the opposite end of the spectrum, Nynaeve's like, ugh, is really starting to come out. And I'm gonna be (laughs) I'm gonna be reserved about it because I am so aggressive about it when it comes to her character in the books. And someone called me out in the comments. Whatever. Uh, you could never. You don't convince, know her like I do. You could never. Yeah, that was what it was. You could never <laughs> convince me that the book Nynaeve is a good character. But she, I already have admitted multiple times the Nynaeve show counterpart is by far, I like her so much more. She was frustrating to watch this
3: episode, while Elaine has been a joy to watch. When she's yeah. sitting there, just putting her hands up, she's like, "I can't do this." I'm like, "Just fucking do it. Just do it." She and can't. she can't. And then that part is, is, she a does bit it, worse. and I knew right away that it was going to be way too much. Like there was no way she was getting control of that shit. And of course, I she wasn't. It. I wasn't
2: mad at Nynaeve. There. I was mad at Rima, Rima for, for forcing Nynaeve to get involved. It's like, why don't you two just figure it out? If you're so good. Like Nynaeve, literally telling you, "Hey, I can't do it," and she's like, "Do it." i don't care do it you got EU it school. and <laughs> yeah i don't know <laughs> well i don't know well, let's she's, clarify she's
0: verbiage here too the idom is the mm. name of what this thing is that's on Egwene's neck and then what they're messing with too so the if you're going to reference it it's hard to spell gotcha. yeah yeah the three of them just kind
1: of probing it with the power and then we, we find out kind of the sad backstory of why they even have it in the first place I feel like nine is a little suspicious of why and we learn that scouts were sent by swan so we learned kind of about this in season one got reiterated in i believe episode maybe three or four when Liana's to die and leandrin had that little cat fight in the room and we kind of interpret from that that we haven't heard from them this is why so two of them have been killed It looked like when she opened her palm it was looked like a blue sister and a green sister had been killed and then we learned that a blue sister had been captured was, no. was one of them gray
2: i think it was a gray sister was killed there's a three gray. rings, right, I think. I, th- I yeah, thought the one yellow one
1: was hers. I thought it was yellow, and it was her ring. I don't know, though. You could be right. I
3: think cool. there's four, including the one the that The blue, obviously. Herself.
2: Blue, obviously, is the one that got captured. I think there was a gray one that died. I just I just wanted to get that in there, because last episode, you were saying you can't even name a gray Aja off the top of your head. True. So I like that they were incorporating it.
0: It was blue, green, and, gl- and gray, plus their warders were all killed. But yes, the blue was captured, which in my opinion was a great season 1 plant now that, oh that they brought the, the actor back jumping yeah. ahead to the end already yeah,
3: that was a really really good I just like wonder, it went a long way i just wonder if like the casual viewer could have picked up on that like i'm thinking like if we didn't have this podcast i don't know if i would have been smart enough to make the connection that that was the woman that was sent to cuz you, you know. didn't they, they, they didn't, didn't remember i had to kind of remind so him when we were watching it's been, yeah exactly it's been 2 years that's what like the casual watcher i don't think uh, it would have clicked right away but thankfully we had the podcast so i thought again it's just me always mm-hmm. talking about how we just come full circle with these things. The weave will is yeah. how it will. And that I, was the first. Scene... I remember
1: us talking about it in season one and being like, they're doing background stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, remember yeah. the fact that they're talking yeah. about this. So. And I
0: forgot <laughs> that was in the trailer too, of this ep- or the previously on wheel of time. Previously sh- that one. was like one of the first things that they okay. showed, which was really good. Yeah. That's, actually That's good
2: the thing. only reason I knew it. If I saw her, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I, I would have it. actually recognized her from the spa scene. That being said, to go back, there was an empty seat when Moraine was getting her Rahiri from the Blue Aja as well. There was an empty seat missing there. So that was just really cool that they were super consistent with it all the way through. I remember Kyle being like, hey, there was an empty seat. That's just interesting. They put that in there. <laughs> and then we put it in the notebook. Just Two, I think, important things we learn here is that
1: Elaine, as she's probing it, she says that there isn't a latch or a seam. And she says that it's a tear on Griol. Which Nynaeve then comments from the peanut gallery and says, just like the arches. And then why when Nynaeve in that like very brief period of time before she kind of blows that huge power charge into it, whoa. That was was that Paul's <laughs> sexy scene. Um, she says that it's kind of calling out to be healed, and the only way it can be healed is by putting it on a woman. And I just think that's just like a very interesting description of what's actually going on here. I feel like that's obviously more information specifically Nynaeve's take then uh, right, Rima Rima Sedai had learned on her own. Just thought that that was like an interesting little thing they give. And then obviously that large power load that Nynaeve dumps is enough to alert all of the patrolling Demane. They ride out and they kind of descend on the hideout. And I just thought the beginning of this where like Basan and Rima Sedai are like, all right, this is it. Like we got to go out, fall on the sword. Like she, uh, she hands all of the sisters rings over to Nynaeve and she's like, let's get it
2: their own as well yeah i mean anytime the warder and the ice die fight together they're just making eye contact in the middle of slaughtering people um just really really cool so just real quick uh tear on could only be made when three thousand years ago when
0: they can't yes. make them anymore yeah yeah exactly it was anything anymore they can't make angry it was or only yeah.
2: when men could channel so
0: That coupled with how much stronger they were then than they are now.
2: Okay, so these collars have been around since the last age is basically what I just wanted to get across, question-wise.
0: Theoretically, yes. As far as we
1: know, there hasn't been anyone made any sooner than the Age of Legends, so yes. This
3: was just another gut-wrenching scene where I just wanted to throw up because... It was just so painful. There's also a lot going on in with this scene as well. Like obviously the
1: uh, Egwene scenes are weaved in through all of these scenes that we've been talking about. So they're really just ratcheting up all of the like emotional trauma baggage that's happening.
3: Yeah, and I know we kind of shit on Nynaeve a lot, but you know, her reaction to seeing Rima and her warder go out there and then Elaine kind of forcing Nynaeve to hold back and not go out there and make a sound because you know, for the better, it's just better that those two You know, get caught, take the fall, and then, you know, they save everyone. It was just so brutal, and Nynaeve definitely knew that this was all on her. So, hopefully, this is kind of like a wake-up call for her in the sense that, like, maybe she starts practicing a little bit harder with her. I'm sure she's been giving it her all, but this might be a little bit more of a wake-up call. Like, I need to be a little bit more, you know, productive in these situations rather than, a a, you know, a threat.
0: How about the fucking sean chen pretzel that we got at the end that was oh, amazing dude and I like just, the
1: hourglass weave
0: that she oh, did it that was so God. cool that was awesome that just was. to show you how brutal the power can be like we knew like lanfear crushing the guy's head last episode but you can do anything with the power it's that was so a wild. preferable death oh yeah crush, yeah 100%. crush my head yeah 100 yeah. or sure
2: less than a second I, hell yeah
3: I'll not for that. paul paul said he would rather get his mouth sewn <laughs> yeah true I mean <laughs> you're not gonna die
2: If you can just cut that open You're good Like <laughs> yeah. About getting my head exploded yeah. Are we doing pretzel yeah. m- Pretzel McGee over there It's I'll also just... that We've
1: uh, we've, we've learned We had learned rather At this point in the episode That all of the pain That a soul dom feels the demonic yeah. feels times two so this chick's getting crushed into a pretzel yeah. and the demonic is just like immobile on the ground basically like just yeah. you're not actually getting your bones broken and moved but like you're feeling it i awful pain the worst thing mm. i can think of
2: uh, that's why i was like the only reason she's not flailing around is because she like she thinks she's paralyzed right now because three <laughs> times the worst and that is like Jesus, she did one snap with the hourglass. And I was like, oh, she's done. And then she was like, snap, 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 yeah, snap, scary, like you. seven more simple, times. Yeah.
3: She when she crazy. caught the arrow, I was so fucking mad. I was so bad. <laughs> that's I was, also I was like
1: freaking. a no, that was like such a great callback to the books where it's that's always the example of like, oh, I said I are invincible. They have the power. And it's always like, if a fucking archer unseen hits him with an hour, like that'll kill them just like any regular person. And they literally demonstrated it perfectly in this. Yeah. Scene. Obviously she didn't die, but like the impact that it had
0: was there.
3: Mm -hmm. Oh, and shout out to fucking her
1: warder Basant, dude. His sword was sick too, and he was
0: taking on a bunch of people. Not shout out to him, dude. He like Uh, he just also yeah yeah before that
2: twofold twofold because one now she has to suffer, and two the Sean Chan have an unbelievably powerful Demande now. Mm -hmm. So it's like
3: twofold. You fucked up there.
0: Yep. Her Soft.
3: crying out as the, the collar was going on. My, I couldn't take it, man. This episode was horrible. I would yeah. slit all your
0: guys' throats easily to save you from being a demonic. Yeah, Don't worry. Don't worry. I Don't
3: got worry. your back, too. We're making the pact right now. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy, if any of be us get of this, caught and yeah, are about Jimmy to become wouldn't. a demonic, we'll kill you. Jimmy other would not be a part of this. He eh. would suffer. <laughs> Let me <laughs> so become back to a the- demone
0: <laughs> you want Wait, to is go that to back bottom? to the zombie thing? <laughs> the last yeah. of Us. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy yeah. He's He's like, like, yeah. so will never he, he will
1: never live that down that he said he wouldn't tell us if he got bit. <laughs> I listened to that episode. I was dying at work yeah. when I was listening.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Such a
1: scumbag. And he was serious, too. Do not let him convince you that he wasn't serious. Uh I think that's kind of all I have. Just very, 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 very emotional. I yeah. like that Nynaeve and Elaine kind of look on together and hold hands. They obviously had been bickering and butting heads a ton up until this. This is like a terrible way to get an emotional connection to someone. Shared trauma, like,
3: baby. Shared clearly, trauma. Clearly, <laughs> yeah,
1: they're kind of trauma bonding a little bit by having to witness this and, and see what happens. So I feel like that will spur their relationship on as we move into these final two episodes. Talk about a trauma bond. Okay. <laughs> so so <laughs> fuck, speak about a trauma bond. We're, we're going to move into the Egwene yeah. storyline do you
0: want to rip the loyal thing first
1: yeah yeah for sure our little yeah. egg we'll wait till we get to her so we get Surath, the most relaxed we've ever seen her she's jokey joking with her little private circle about she has more demane than turok and she says if we measure wealth in demane then i have more than turok which i thought was an interesting line and then she shows off her new Daca veil which is basically slave just another word for it and she does this by forcing our boy loyal to tree sing for the group and i was shocked by this not fun to watch but to seeing tree singing was was kind of cool honestly oh
3: yeah yeah i mean the only thing i looking back on the episode after having seen it all i mean i don't know how this relevant this is but it was just it felt symbolic in a way that you know loyal sang and then the tree kind of grew whereas elaine was or elaine gwayne was now forced to kind of burn yeah was forced to burn the tree that she cared for, you know, from her cell. So it's just, Damn, bro. You know, and bro, this, this
0: episode had you in your emotional bag. And you you really didn't well. even is mention he... your boy,
1: boy.
3: My boy, boy, is she ink tar? Ink tar, yeah, In-tar. In-tar, not ink We don't know what that is. Yeah. More <laughs> eyeshadow
2: than I've ever seen on somebody. Uh, but loyal singing to the tree. I was just like, Druid, he's a druid. Like if he played Baldur's Gate, he's definitely picking the Druid build.
3: Me and Loyal would definitely get along yeah. We're both Druids.
0: I don't have <laughs> any other comments, the... but that's just awesome. Yeah. The tree singing is awesome.
2: Seroth getting pissed when everybody starts actually liking it and she's like starts clapping. She's like, all right, let's end this shit. Yeah. Tension Back to me. She sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she's the worst.
1: The big comment, I guess I'll make, I guess, maybe two. a what a voice. Was that was that a baritone, Paul?
2: uh i'd say ultra baritone oh I love. it's not even that. a thing but i'm making it a thing because be it just was that base good.
1: would that have just been bass? <laughs> he could be well no. <laughs> let's just let's just say loyal <laughs> would be a pivotal part of any acapella group okay, excuse me okay we're gonna and then the other thing is ingtar just kind of talking about i guess the information that he's gathered turak has a room of curiosity the horn is there not many guards Two there, which is an interesting thing, but Egwene is being held at what we say, what we learn are the kennels where there are lots of guards. And Inktar is obviously on team. The horn, I don't care about Egwene for the most part. And is like, nah, bro, we can't leave here without Egwene because loyal is an OG rider. And he says that there's a little steel underneath that exterior. So if anyone can survive, she can. And holy fuck, it's gonna be tough for her to do that. Because the start of her storyline is that she gets dragged into her cell by the fucking chain and the neck piece by her soldam arena, and we kind of begin to learn the brutal truth of her situation. So we learn some kind of things about how everything works. So the Damane, like I mentioned earlier, feels two times the pain that a soldam feels. The Adam cannot be removed, not by a Damane that is. And yeah, there's the kind of two things we learn here. Mm-hmm. And I guess that, Just, um, that the Damane, or I'm sorry, but the soldam can like actually send pain through it. Like she can... Send pain to Egwene without Egwene
3: having to really do anything.
0: They can't touch the leash when it's like yeah. put on the wall or put anywhere. They can't touch mm-hmm. their own leashes. can't think
3: yeah. about anything either, really. Yeah. So, well, it's not, the way...
0: That's not what it is. It's, yeah. You can't think of anything that you. Well, I know. I... You, can't think of hor- you
1: can't think of hurting. Yeah, you pretty much. Yeah. Are,
0: you can't.
3: You're not a free
1: thinker. You can't. Think I mean, you anything. can only be obedient. The only way to not be hurt mm-hmm. is to be obedient.
0: And remind you're me a... this girl's name again. Renna. Renna.
1: R E N N A.
2: Parameter thinker, not a free thinker. You can only think within certain lines. But it's the good. way Egwene does, like the wrist break when she goes for it, it looks really good. Uh, and it makes so much sense when Rena starts talking to Egwene and she doesn't treat her as a woman. She doesn't treat her as a human. She's a demane, which is not even an animal. It's completely different. And You know, she even says you probably thought it it was probably heartbreaking when you thought you were a woman growing up and all this shit. But then you realized you're just a Damane. She pets her head like she literally scratches her hair like she's a dog, like scratching behind the ear. The fact that it's called the kennels in general, the fact that it paints the swan shan as this group that sees these groups of individuals as just not human is insane.
1: Swan chan?
2: You, Did I say Swan chan? Yeah. Sean
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> bro, it is fucking Jackie's Jackie son, chan's son, Sean. Sean. No. You should you just write it, write it at Swan the top of your Sanche, Swan Sanchez, Swan Sanchez, Swan Sanchez, and Sean, Sean chan, chan. <laughs> are just way too, way too similar. Swan
0: Sanchez and the Swan Chan. <laughs> <God damn> yeah, <laughs> we're
3: moving away from this. <laughs> okay. All I know is that I thought. There was hope for Rena. She's like, I-, I really build on the idea of having a good relationship with your Damane. I was like, okay, maybe we'll get a good Sean Shen. And that just was totally yeah. inaccurate. I fucking hate Rena, that's for sure. Yeah. Do you hate her? like like as a bad character do you just hate her cuz
0: it's like, Bolton? No, like, no, it's like Ramsey Bolton yeah, no. like
3: you i just i hate her like i want everything Egwene is thinking i want to actually come okay, to yeah. fruition like, Dude, i
1: mean that that next where like we get the kind of her dream I guess scenario when she, walks Oh, it happened. In and like and I was like, beat the shit out of her. And I was like, Oh my God. And we get a cruel
3: reality that it happens. And I'm like, Oh, thing. best case scenario. This is exactly what you would want to do. Yeah. And then it was not that I got so baited. ripped it away from us. I got so baited. I,
0: Dave. loved every second that Renna was on the screen if i'm being honest yeah. i thought she was fantastic and i'm extremely excited that the we get the her. build up ac- yeah t- i exactly excited to hate sometimes her. i almost love hating on characters like joffrey and ramsey as much as i love loving characters like Jon snow sometimes it's just that great and i think Renna is fitting the bill as somebody that's just she's competent she's an asshole I'm just begging for some revenge like and she's also just like a good actor. So like all around, like Rena seems like a really good addition that I can see is somebody we're going to
3: be talking about. I don't feel this passion about hatred unless like the actress is doing a phenomenal job. Like Luke said, like I wouldn't hate her as much if the actress wasn't doing her job here.
2: Yeah. Question, Dave, if they convince her, Rena, that Demone aren't actual, they're actual people, they're actual women. I mean, and their views are wrong, would you give her a second chance? Or are you still killing Renna?
0: No, I'm killing her. It's <laughs> like, only bye. been
3: a week <laughs> I mean, yeah. of two.
0: I could buy it.
3: I know it's only been a week, so I'm like, I'm willing, I guess, to give the redemption, but like that the last scene that we get of her is so just ingrained in my brain. I'm like, That's I just tough. I want Egwene mm-hmm. to just pretzel bend her so <laughs> badly. That's what I want. <laughs> like another wrinkle to it, which is
1: even worse, is that a Demane literally you can't physically touch an object that she believes is a weapon. Mm-hmm. Which is like, imagine your thoughts was, just like kind of getting away from you a little bit. And then it's that just was like the excruciating pain for like 20 seconds. Like, That oh was my the God. cherry
3: on top of the whole episode is like, okay, yes, she's like, she's a slave. She gets beaten down a lot. Okay, brutal. We've seen that a lot. But the fact that she can't think about even yeah. wanting to escape is the like, that's just the worst thing you could possibly imagine. I'm sitting there. I'm like, I, again, just reek vibes you're just trapped in this mental game of you have to be obedient it's what makes the item such a
0: unique fantasy concept it's so so fucked up
3: angers me and it's so fucked up but like i love it at the same time (laughs) yeah
2: they dropped the line of affinity real quick when they were talking about the two of them actually working together like burning the tree and the way she said affinity that day
1: was a tough day for sure
2: uh
3: yeah she got
1: I mean, like, we're just like that. Yeah. Like the affinity where like, it's like kind of positive and then it just ends again, same spot. Like we're just broken down again.
3: In my head, I thought it was like kind of like um, Pacific Rim where you have like the two people in the control room and you kind of like share thoughts because she's given the rant. She's like, oh, while uh, a Gwyn is trying to burn the tree, whatever she's talking about how, you know, we can we're we're one we're together. We kind of feel each other out. And she was building it up to be like at the end of this accomplishment that Egwene does that she was expecting Egwene to have this like sparkle in her eye of like, oh, okay now I see what you're talking about. But if anything, she seemed more afraid or more like pissed off after doing that whole connection with her. So in my head, I kind of thought like maybe she had access to like run maybe not thoughts, but just like could feel her personality and just could really tell that she was just an awful p- person because again renna just seemed like surprised that after all that like the the rant and she accomplished burning the tree it seemed like she was expecting Egwene to just kind of give in to the demane yeah. and she didn't and Egwene again just looked more pissed off after doing that than she had previously which again she was probably already pretty pissed off
0: i want to say some comments here because just Egwene was fantastic i was rooting for her so hard to just keep resisting I knew the inevitable was going to happen, but she made it through almost four lessons before she actually, like, which might be four days. I don't, they didn't do a good job of showing the timelines of what was really going on. But all of that Egwene acting was great. Like you could feel it. She had so much hatred just every time she walked into the cell. And then you couple into the, the Rand dream we had in the middle, like that kind of, was in the middle. I think it was like after the second day of lessons for her, so that made her go even more like mad. And then at the same time, we're also hearing in the next cell over who we were alluding to earlier, the blue sitter, Meg, Megan, I Megan, Megan, Megan. Yeah, she's like even like like kind of repeating herself and just saying Demani mantra. So he, she, was she was like, literally tra- yeah, just reciting
1: yeah. the rules over and over and over again.
0: All of close. this is just perfection to show like how crazy the Sean Chan are when it comes to Damane, and it's just very entertaining. Some lore pieces, and Kyle just you know pick up whatever I miss here, we find out that an Aes Sedai, or a Marath Damane, which is what their name for them is, was the first person to create the Collar. Like back in, I don't think they really specified, but a sister was the first one to create the IDOM, which adds another wrinkle of, of interesting. I don't know how much we'll get about that, but basically this, all this just to say, like the IDOM is one of the most interesting Terra on in real time. And it's just, you can see how powerful it is. So all this shit was amazing. It got my blood boiling. I never want to watch it again, but I loved it. <laughs>
2: Like two years ago, we're at a pregame and Kyle's like pulling the shots or something like that. And Luke's like, pour the water in the cup, Kyle. And he looks <laughs> at us and they're like, you'll get that in like a little, like a few years. And I fucking, I get it now. All right. I fucking remember it now. Um, and then the other thing is I just hope they get an idom and throw
3: it on Leandrin. And that's about it. <laughs> there you go. No, I the, want it definitely on Rena. But, oh, I guess it wouldn't work because she doesn't. well, it we wouldn't
0: know, work. We already know about, uh, Leandrin and sarath's rivalry too so keep that in your
3: yeah which ones. i hope they explain
2: how the handlers or whatever they sue sue soldam. soldam soldam yeah how they can even interact with a salon salon Solon- because yeah. they can't touch the one power tear on grill as close like they can't touch the one power so how can they even manipulate an item that you know is invested or whatever so whatever that's just something going forward i'm just want to put out there
1: yeah, to piggyback off of Luke's take on the the Sedai origin, I thought that they flowed that like so perfectly into kind of this theme that they've been having for Equine this this uh, season, where she's not as powerful as Nynaeve and stuff like that. Because Renna kind of says like the novices at the White Tower are pretty much slaves. Like we want you to use your power to the fullest extent. Equine has a great comeback where it's no woman can ha- uh, have power with a collar on her neck, and then the classic, you're not a woman, but. Brenna kind of response that it's like you're like very special. Like, I really hope the White Tower told you how special you are. Like, you're so powerful, and that was kind of all the Gwen was really looking for. It felt like when she was at the White Tower was someone to tell her that she was strong and like doing a good job. While everyone was like, Oh, where's your friend Nynaeve, the strongest channel in 3000 years? Oh, where's your friend Nynaeve, the strongest channel in 3000 years? So I thought that did like. They played that so perfectly in that scene where that's when like they channel together right after that. You can feel like the walls kind of break down for a a little bit where it's like not necessarily like I'm home type of deal. But I just thought that was so well done. And then she goes to pour herself the water and she can't obviously. And then she gets beat the fuck up. But
0: Renna's frustration was actually kind of awesome to see her break. She was just going to let the Tarangriol do its job. But then she was like, how did that not fucking work? And she just kicks the shit out of her. Yeah. And. Again, the next day, lesson number, Ooh. I wrote it as lesson yeah. number four. Aguin originally still gets hurt trying to touch the vase, which yeah. I was hype about. I was like, wow, she's still resisting. But that this is where she finally breaks down. And she I thought, nice. yeah, yeah. I thought it was the best power move ever just to take that water and just pour it as soon as she finally did. I was like, <laughs> wow,
3: holy shit, Some dude. Reno ripped just her skin (laughs) laid from her body so badly. That was just like, so annoying to watch her dump that out. I just couldn't imagine being a Gwen just sitting there. Like is, I just want to murder you so bad. And especially because like, that was
2: what was getting repeated in her head while she was choking and dying is like, all you need to worry about is a cup. Like your whole world is this one little cup. And she finally does it. And she fills up her whole world. And then Ren is like, good job good girl stinker. I'll see you do it again or I'll see good, you tomorrow to do it again good, good girl, girl yeah it was wild again just the dog aspect of it in the kennel good girl see
0: and you tomorrow. another little wrinkle that I think they should have put more emphasis on was the fact that Egwene was getting no food or water this was her touching water for the first time in three days whatever it was and she just starts gonna, like chugging it I
2: thought you right. were gonna say they didn't show Egwene pooping or peeing in a anywhere in her cell she had nothing in her now?
0: body until this moment so she literally was like about to die of thirst i'm sure until she was able to overcome this barrier so dude, that was she was crazy.
1: did that like scream slash cry that she lets out was must have felt awesome actually but <laughs> the pop blood just, vessels
2: in the uh,
0: yeah I, oh
1: my dude she Great. was so beat madeline madden i believe i, I might have mispronounced her name was just fantastic but this might be the best like single performance in an episode like of any episode in the series so far Uh, she was just so believable like paul when you said like when she's like twisting herself like she's obviously just doing that like she's acting that like nothing's actually making her twist up like that like everything was just so fucking awesome from an acting perspective not fun to watch obviously it's best acting
0: besides shirtless masima yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. As long as
3: we're that yeah, was yeah. just on set though.
0: And shirtless ran. I was gonna say, either of them shirtless Rand's top
3: three. Either of them shirtless, I'll <laughs> be like, that's some damn good acting right there. That's some damn good yeah. acting. <laughs> just standing there. I um
1: Shirtless I, just, man. I also thought the the music in the Egwene scenes was really the good. Music. I literally, literally my note is the
0: music
1: (laughs) has been on point with the music. And
0: then we get the last, the actual conversation between cellmates here too. Yeah.
1: We just learned that she lasted longer than a sitter, a blue sitter, Mm -hmm. a sitter of the blue Aja type of deal. So it's like, all right, Gwaine, we see you. She's finally maybe getting props from an eyes to die for the first time in her life. And then she looks real determined
3: at the end, which is good. She has no idea how the frick they're going to get out of this. I just, (laughs) I, you need an army to just to do anything. And I just, I don't know where you're going to get that from. I, the episode ended. And I'm just, I, I don't even know where to begin to think on how we begin to formulate an escape plan for Egwene. Elaine I mean, and Nynaeve yeah. have zero information. Yeah. <laughs> Inktar and Loyal have the most information and they are completely separated from everyone else. Yeah. And Inktar know. is only worried about the horn. I don't know. The only thing I could think of is you just get Nynaeve. Angry as fuck, and you just she's just like a nuke, you just you throw her right you to the wall, in <laughs> like get real mad, it's just explosion. Everyone's free. That's they're it. Like, land's ugly, chuck her <laughs> in there. She just blows yeah. up.
0: That's all pretend think, to
2: stab, yeah. yeah, pretend to stab one of her friends, make him think they're dead, and then throw her in there. Yeah, um, one little thing about this blue Aja sitter is like she is she was literally captured when Moraine got her hearing and was banished so that was minimum six months ago
1: so well, i mean she's there's like been
2: in this travel. you
1: think travel time did they get captured immediately so maybe not she but already she's been definitely sent months. to battle maybe months, and then yeah. just
3: brought back to the kennel who knows
2: she's been in there a long time is what i was trying to get at so i mean if you're unbroken I mean, if you're broken in and you're still stuck in the kennels, like if that's where Glenn is going to sleep every night, like, I don't know how the hell she's going to get out because that's right in the middle of the courtyard, right where everybody like walks through. So it's obviously got to be like a big prison break or some shit. So, I mean, yeah, I'm hyped because I know something's going to go down. I don't know. two episodes. I'm like getting nervous. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting nervous. nervous that like she's gonna get like reek vibes and like they're gonna try to capture and pull her out and she's gonna be like, no, I gotta stay. Oh, I can't, I can't leave, I can't leave. And like with all that collar, and I'll be fucking furious if that happens. Um, but I don't know. That I just was hope...
1: fucking infuriating at Game of Thrones, so yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So I hope Naive gets pissed off enough and then slaps that necklace off and gets. I don't understand though when Anine was like it needs to be healed once it's on somebody, but once it's on somebody, isn't it fully healed? And then how are you gonna get it off? That's I don't know. Thing,
1: like it it feels like broken and sick that like it's not on a woman. And then like the act of like putting it on a woman is healing it. It's like the vibe she's getting from it.
2: Yeah, um, I'm sorry. I meant like, how are you gonna open it if it's like fully healed or whatever? If you know if it's on somebody, then it's like more powerful than it was when it wasn't or whatever. I don't know. We're gonna get more of it. I'm probably wasting too much time talking about
0: MVP. It. LVP, go Paul right now. Go.
2: Um, MVP is going to be oh my god, there's so many people. You know what? Fuck it. I'll just do Rand because Rand. I don't know. He had so many good scenes about going up to Landfair, going to Low Gain, literally going to everybody making moves. So, Rand, Dragonborn MVP, he's a beast. going to
0: mention his pecs.
2: Uh his tech deck skate park of a body. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Johnny and then skateboard. LVP I don't even know. LVP like I was going to do Moraine, but Moraine's really good at the end. So, uh I I don't even want to do Moraine because she's so good. LVP, LVP, LVP.
3: There's so many, and there's just one and just easy one. I, I got four like. for each. Yeah, I feel down. like it was easy.
2: Really? I can't think of a single one. I'm just gonna pick one. Ready, set, go. Min, Min sucks. There you go. That, that was, was easy.
3: That was one of them. There was <laughs> one of them. Yep, that was one of them. Dave. I was gonna say Luke can go, but I'll definitely go. I'll give my my MVP. I'll give it to to Rima. I feel like the other person that I'm in contention for will be getting a lot of MVPs in the future. So I'm going to give it to Rima for her bold sacrifice to save Elaine and Nynaeve. And then LVP easily going to go to Matt.
0: Mm, yeah. You know,
3: that was mine. <laughs> the, the, the third time is not the charm with this guy. He loves looking at his friends and then watching them just walk off into the sunset while he just stands around. So I know it's like, I know it's in his mind, the best interest. It's just frustrating seeing it happen uh okay i'll go next yeah um i will predictably
0: take land fear as my mvp i don't really need to say much more i've already gave my spiel at the beginning of the episode my lvp was gonna be Matt because jesus man and like the frustration i felt about matt from the books like was kind of coming out here and that's what leads me to my next lvp nine she is uh hitting me where it hurts she knows i'm sensitive to her as a character so i hope she reels it in a little bit because. Elaine has been stealing all those scenes. I need and I need to be cool again. So those are my MVP and MVP.
1: My MVP is going to be... It was going to be Elaine because I didn't think I was going to get my real one. That was going to be mine.
0: <laughs>
3: but
1: because she's just an OG rider, baby. She's just calm in the face of the storm. But mine is going to be Egwene because she is just a beast. I feel like she showed off just like a level of grit and determination that we haven't yet seen in the show yet. So... While she's on the back foot and she's down right now, hopefully she rises from the ashes like a phoenix. And then my LVP is going to be the other side of that coin. Yep. And it'll just be Renna because screw you, Renna. What are you doing to our girl egg? And also... You're not even like a full tatted Soldom yet. You just have the little lines traced on your face. So like get in your place. You don't even I deserve it. that full I tatted like face. I like the lines though. I mean like <laughs> I, I guess it's going to be like if a, if she actually breaks Egwene and Egwene is like a great demonic and like she is like worth, yeah. worthy of like the full tatted face. Gets her wings.
3: Yeah, basically. So. I thought well, she'll never Dave,
0: get I thought he was going to say MVP low gain, just for that. That <laughs> <moment>. <laughs> He was in contention. He was definitely there.
1: <laughs> All
2: right, Pat and Fane yeah bad.
3: yeah in Didn't the background i'm sure he's
1: killing it in the background somewhere for sure
3: i'm sure it's MVP always a worthwhile thing always yeah i don't have to say it but it's always going to be ishy and, <laughs> and Patton fan it's just that's it <laughs> that three, I, you could say it was a third. bad shambula episode okay yeah. that's going to do it episode
1: six eyes without pity we are three quarters of the way through the season which kind of sucks but we're 100% of the way through this episode, which also kind of sucks. And we got to go watch some Thursday Night Football. So if you like what you heard or what you watched, if you're being cool guy or gal or whatever you want to be and watching us on YouTube, give us a like, subscribe, comment. Best way to support us is just doing that. We love you. And thank you for listening. And we are Bingetown TV. We love abs.
2: You're listening to the Geekscape Network.